Hey, what's happening, good people? This is your boy, Amar Rashad, and we got the Ron in the building. We are the Beard Always Wins. You know what it is. The Beard Always Wins. It's a movement. It's a lifestyle. More importantly, it's a podcast, people. Well, we're so grateful and thankful that you all are listening, too. And with that being said, do us a favor, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast, and we really appreciate it. And it has been a while, but a lot has gone on. And most recently, <laughs> Angel Reese is making waves with the John Cena, the You Can't See Me, or for us, the Tony Yayo dance. Yeah. I don't have any issues, qualms, or quarrels about it. Why? Because it's sports. And to be completely honest with you, I have done worse on the football field and said worse on the football field when I was playing. So I have no... I, I, I'm not upset about whatever injuries did. I'm, I wasn't upset when... Uh, I was about to call her Caitlyn Jenner, but uh, what's her name? Caitlyn Miller? Clark. Caitlin Clark, yeah. C- Caitlin Clark. I wasn't ex- ex- upset when she did it. Um, so, for, to me, it's just all in good sports. It's one of those things that my, my coach has always told me, if you don't want them to celebrate, don't give them a reason to celebrate. And <laughs> But the, the outrage of some people calling her classless, uh, a POS, and everything else. Look, let me just say this. Um it's still not going to make the WNBA popular. In fact, um, I can be honest with you. I was more surprised that LSU, well, not really surprised, but when LSU beat South Carolina, I was like, okay, wow. You know, this is actually. <clears throat> Iowa beat them. LSU beat them. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Man, who did they beat? <clears throat> was it Virginia? I think it was Virginia, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, yeah. Yeah, they beat Virginia Tech. But when um, Iowa beat. South Carolina, I was surprised. I was like, whoa. Um, but even though going into it, like, like I, I remotely follow the sport, and I can honestly say I knew that it was South Carolina, LSU, and Iowa were the favorites. They, they were all number one seeds, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I know those are three one seeds, and, you know, I can honestly say I enjoyed it. I, I didn't, but I can honestly say that I don't watch basketball, let alone women's basketball, that much either. So, um, <laughs> what's your take on it, Deron? Oh, that's exactly what you said. Um, man, um, how can I put this? Uh, I've been having a, a hate hate relationship uh, with sports lately, and it ain't got nothing to do with the people that's actually on the court, the field. On the pitch, it mostly have to do with the fans. Like fans really know how to kill something that's pure. So it's like, think about think about it like this: out of all, all out of all of this 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 made up anger over over this game, you know who the, the person who they that people been like hawking like Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark ain't said I'm about to curse. Caitlin Clark ain't said nothing. <laughs> The only person that came out and said something was Angel Reese, and that does not—that does her character. I, I think I told you yesterday. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm just like the people that I'm like bad, that I'm talking bad about. Like I st- like I knew of Caitlyn Clark last year because it's a thread on a, a message board that I chat on. They talk about like, hey, have y'all seen the female Steph Curry? And like she rained threes from like mid court, like with ease. Like I think what twenty six feet and out. When she shoots a three point, she's shooting like fifty one percent. Like it's a crazy ratio. Yeah. So like, 
So like I knew about her. I knew about this uh, woman that played for UConn that got she blew out her knee. I think at the beginning of the year. And I knew about Angel Reese because Angel Reese transferred from Maryland. And so since I got into IU for graduate school, I've been watching a lot of like Big Ten Network because they give you a free subscription to like Big Ten Network. And so I watched a lot of women's games because IU was the other number one seed, but they got put out the turn. And so like. Angel Reese had this, she had this, like, reputation of just somebody who, like, she take that hood stuff, she take that I'm from Baltimore, I'm hood, I'm ghetto stuff, and she bring it to the basketball court. Just like if she was, like, on a, like on a black top or something. And so that's one of the reasons why that plus NIL, because of an unknown but known secret in women's basketball is LSU got the best team that NIL could buy. Yeah, pretty much. Because none of those none of those players were there two years ago before uh, uh, Mulkey got there, right? Except, uh, but yeah, but they, but uh, what? Flajay, she's a freshman, right? Who's that? Flajay, Flajane, what's the name? Flajay, camouflage dog. Who? Flajay. Who the hell is Flajay? <laughs> you remember camouflage, right? The rapper. Damn. His daughter goes to LSU. And Damn, for real? Yeah, her name is Flage. Flagene. Look up, man. I'm not even lying to you. Okay. Damn. Yeah, so she goes she goes to LSU. You, you know, um, she actually won was it not the voice, but uh one of those America's got Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The rapper girl. The rapper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's a freshman. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So she got recruited though, but But yeah, you're right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they had the bag. Yeah. So like like the players, the players who played in the game, man, Matt. The only, the only point of contention I got. So I got a point of contention with everybody involved. I'm not ready to say the fans. If y'all really care about these players' feelings the way y'all say y'all do, this, this, like I told you in pre-prep, like I, I was in a room full of black folks and it's some, that don't, that I personally know don't watch sports. Period. Let alone women's sports. And some of they saw five black women versus five white women. It became a tribal. Yeah. And it's, it's like, so like with like LSU players, right? So I can't remember the point guard name and her and Angel Reese. Angel Reese said all of this stuff like after the fact, but the point guard was like, I saw how they treated, I saw uh, all of that stuff that they were doing against South Carolina. I took that personally. Angel Reese said, I, I'm not here for disrespect. They not gonna disrespect me. I ain't here for disrespect. I'm like, who is disrespecting? I'm like, you get mad because a team that y'all couldn't beat throughout the year got disrespected. Y'all taking that as disrespect? Now I get it. Like it's it's a black woman thing, but still, if we in the field of athlete and we competing against each other, I don't care what happened. Like if I'm if I'm a player for London, I don't care what happened about us. Like, if they get disrespected by somebody from a motor, I don't care. Nah, you you really you really don't. It's it's one of those things where like. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I guess you got to find a a reason, you know. Um, right. You know, like to have a chip on your shoulder. Got to find some motivation. Like uh, I remember when Georgia, <laughs> you know, won again this year. They were saying, yeah, some of the players said, "Yep, y'all thought we were gonna be seven and five. Like, who thought that Georgia was gonna go seven and five? Like, right. I, I can't find one one thread, one message board." 
where anybody thought Georgia would lose five games. Now, a lot of people might have said Georgia won't make it back to the to the to to the uh, playoffs, but they're gonna lose five games. So nah, like so, so you gotta. I think they're just getting some type of false motivation or whatever motivation that they need to. Uh, well, it was a week. It was a weekend full of that. So like after the after the. Uh, after the after the uh, not LSU, but after the uh, South Carolina Iowa game, Don Staley comes out and she was she she basically threw a Molotov cocktail about her players being called thugs and all this other stuff. Yeah, and for play for playing physical and wrong, and it I, wasn't that, that it was something that was written down and published. It was a, basically I heard from somebody else who heard from somebody that reporters talked about my players like this. Like, all right, man. You gotta if 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 what if what you if you wholeheartedly believe what you're saying, you gotta put a name to that, bro. Yeah, call. Like you gotta call it. You gotta air that person out. You gotta call him out. Call call the name. You can't make it. A he said, she said. Because now you make now you causing an unnecessary debate. Like <laughs> I, I didn't know. Like like I said, I don't follow the sport that closely. Like I, I I really I really don't. I don't like when I say I don't follow basketball close enough. Like. I really don't. The only thing I be knowing is like when you Ryan or Mo, y'all will share something in the group chat um, <laughs> and say check this kid out, and I'm just like, okay, right. you know. But but, but that's no. It's, it's 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 been one case where I can say what her claim is validated, and it was after South Carolina, um, basically basically Detroit bad boy. UConn in a late season game before the tournament, mm. and they Gino Ariel, who is UConn's coach, came out and said that they play, they play, they play a brand of basketball that is not basketball. They roughhouse, they do all of this stuff. He did, he went short of saying that they playing like Detroit Pistons playing like Thugs, and this ain't basketball. Like that's the everything else I've seen. I can't remember. I, I hate that I don't remember this young woman's name, but she played power forward for them. And Aaliyah Boston, like Aaliyah Boston been getting blown remarks the whole year. So I'm like, who are these players that getting called thugs? So it's been, it's been a whole bunch of storytelling. I won't say capping, but it's been a whole bunch of story, uh, invalidated stories, but they might have some merit. So you got players, you got coaches, reporters, like, Reporters, fans, like, and it's it's basically people that just new to the sport that ruined it. Like that's like that was that was supposed that should have been a celebration of women's sports. That shouldn't have been five black women versus five white women or whatever. It should have just been a, a culmination of, of the of fifty years of Title Nine being celebrated in the highest ranked college women's event of all time. Nine point nine million people tuned in. Twelve point six million at the high at its peak tuned in to watch this game on Saturday, and that was more than the boys, right? I don't think the the men had it. Any. Should be because that game was terrible last night. <laughs> from, from the dog, from the jump, like literally from like I think San Diego State went like eight nine minutes without uh, scoring a basket after they scored the first twelve. Yeah, they they like it, it, it's crazy. Like because I didn't I have no. I didn't watch the game. I forgot the game was on. To be completely <laughs> like, uh, all this this LSU hype was had me made me forget. Oh yeah, the boys are 
are playing. So um, I totally forgot about the game. And then I wake up and I see uh, the the one guy, the one guy get oh, you, uh, get got. Oh, you want to know how? You want you want you want to know how bad it was during this L this LSU uh, Iowa game? How was uh, it? A part that no a uh, part that nobody talks about. LSU coach put her hands on the referee for a bad call. Oh, for real? Like grab the referee? Like grab the referee? Wow. And nobody talking about it. And if anybody should be talked about, it should be LSU's coach who has a history. Like, at Google LSU's basketball, non-basketball coach and her relationship with her former player, Brittany Grimes. Oh, so she came from Baylor. Yeah, she came from Baylor. She won her first three titles at Baylor. Okay. But the Brittany Grimes didn't win one, did she? Uh, I want to say Brittany won two or three. I think she won. No, I think she won one or two. Because I, I remember, um, the only reason why I remember this because of my Facebook memories. And, I, and um, Brittany Griner was complaining, saying they 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 got rough tiles. And I was like, yo, how are you 6'8", <laughs> almost two, 200 pounds getting rough tiles? Who's rough housing you? But, um, no, 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 hey, it, it's possible, hey. That, what they said, you could literally call a foul Every play. on whoever guarded Shaq. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? This, this this is what I say, right? You have what? You got twelve people on the team, right? They each got five fouls. That's sixty fouls. You got sixty fouls. Make them count. <laughs> right. That, that's that's hey, make them count. Eventually they'll foul out, and they hit your free throws when you when you get up there. That's um, they never I hear like the rough play. Or the rough calls, and it's always going to be in basketball. It's always going to be a call that should have been called, or a call that wasn't called. You just gotta, but the game shouldn't come down to that one call. You know, it's 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 more to it. It's like I always say, like it's it's rarely one play in football. It's a combination of things. It's the same thing with basketball as well. Like you say, uh, San Diego State went on the drop for like what nine minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they couldn't they, they couldn't hit a uh, they couldn't but hit. people but you but you also got people like making this making like waving the pom poms for women basketball cool do that it's a sport that's long overdue for recognition but they will they will besmirch men's basketball on behalf of women's basketball the two ain't the same no men's ba- men's ba- men's basketball players can leave after a year women have to wait until like they join year to leave if they want to more uh. It's more. I believe it's more. Until well, when this UConn thing got broken up, when it when you know they were winning all the titles, now some of the talent going other places, and it's more parity. Actually, before the tournament even started, what was it? Mo, uh, Mo had uh, four number one seeds, and then bracket. I was like, yeah, the number one seed. I'm like, bro, it's more it's more parity this year than it's ever been. And you had last night, Rudy. You had a number four against a number nine seed. Yeah, yeah. It's um. <laughs> I don't know. I, I enjoy college but basketball. But folks just don't care about basketball no more. No, no. Not, not, not really. And, and, and my, my, so the reason why you can sit there and you can say, okay, Caitlin Miller? Caitlin Miller, Clark. right? Caitlin who? Clark. Clark. Okay, Caitlin. I, I, I will Caitlin. The reason why people, her legend has built is because she's done it. For this is her second year, right? Just really performing at a high level. 
on the biggest stages, right? Uh, right. Also, there is that elephant in the room. She's a white American basketball player that's doing it too. Yeah, that that part too. But it it goes into the the whole Christian Leitner thing, right? Like Christian Leitner, if he was one and done, he wouldn't be Christian Leitner, right? Or like. Right. So, Chris and Layton, he stayed at Duke for four years. Same thing with Bobby Early and I think Grant Hill left after three. But anyway, all I'm trying to say is that they stayed there and the people fell in love or they hated them. It was one or the other, right? Because they stayed there and you got a chance to see them grow, get better, win, and lose. Like So, you had that love-hate relationship. I, for one, who used to relish like when, when Duke would get... Beat, but at the same time, I would I could also say, "Hey, these boys are good; they can play." <laughs> you know, um, but it took it took it took years for me to to recognize that. Yeah, but but you understand what I'm saying. It, but on on right. the on the boys' side, the good players they leave after one year. You know, um, if they even come, if they it, even come, if they even yeah, exactly. If they, if if they even show up, you would think that nil would allow them to stay a little longer. Because I could be completely honest with you, man. Well, I, I get it. If you're going to be the number one pick, you go. You know, you know, but a lot of these kids who are these one and dones, some of them don't even get drafted. You know, some of them right. um, go in the second round. But with the fact that you got NIL, which should be able to, like, some of them really do need to be coached up. They need, like, a, a second year. You know, or and you ain't gonna get that in the NBA. No, you're not. They expect you to be, the way this, the way the NBA model set up now, and it, it just it's just like being a quarterback in the NFL. All right, if you ain't if you ain't ready to start in year one, you ain't even a first round quarterback. Which is which which brings me onto this right uh, a topic in our group group chat. Uh, most gonna love this one. Um, Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Anthony Richardson. I call they call him AR fifteen. I call him the air rifle. Let me just explain my my thing about Anthony Richardson. I, I think that he has the arm talent, meaning he can make every throw. He can throw the country mile. Hell, he even hit the the top of the 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 dome, whatever whatever it was. The idea. Yeah. Uh, but. My thing about Anthony Richardson is that when you turn on the tape, you don't see that consistently. Like, I get it. He's fast. He's big. He's fast. He's strong. He can throw it. You don't see it consistently. For me, I think Anthony Richardson needed another year, right? Um, I get why he's coming out, why he's coming out, but I felt I feel like he needs another year. Maybe not at Florida. Because I don't think Sun Belt Billy knows what he's doing when it comes to quarterbacks. But I feel like he needs another year. A number one pick, first round. I could I don't see I've watched enough Anthony Richardson for me to say, nah, this ain't this ain't it. Because of the Can I can I ask you something about Anthony Richardson? Is it is me, y'all. I think he has an unhealthy hate relationship. With uh, one Mr. Anthony Richardson <laughs> of the Florida Gators. <laughs> but he loves the librarian, Stetson Bennett, who, who may be Georgia's version of Kyle Trask in the NFL holding the clipboard. Listen, but, no, you cannot compare that, him to that, Kyle Trash. Wait, first off, you can't compa- compare him to Kyle Trash because uh, Kyle Trash never won a, um, he don't, he don't got, he got no natties. No, 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 he never even sniffed the playoffs. So you can't c- 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 compare him to Kyle Trash. Uh, 
Okay, let's just let's just get that out there. Can't can't compare. All right, you can't do not disrespect Stetson DoorDash Bennett, the mailman, even the librarian, whatever you want to call him. You can't future future uh, <laughs> future uh, Jasper uh, or yeah future Jasper slash Blackshare Ford dealership owner Stetson Bennett before. Yeah, but listen, the, my, the whole thing with Stetson Bennett. Do I think Stetson Bennett can be a backup in the league? Yeah. Yeah, he could be a backup. What, what um, was his measurements at the, at the combine? Uh, he was 5'11". Um, so one inch taller than uh, Bryce Young. Yeah, 5'11", uh, um, 195, something like that. Uh, ran a 4'6". So five pounds lighter than, five pounds lighter than Bryce, uh, Bryce Young. Yeah, I think that I think that's what it was. Don't I didn't know he he was taller and here here's why I say Anthony Richardson made the right move. One, like you said, he ain't gonna get coached up by by uh, by you, Billy. Like he ain't getting that. Two, get to the bag quicker. Everybody knows that he is an immense talent. That he will have if you draft him, you will have to sit in here. Why when you want to go? Would you prefer to stay in Gainesville, Florida, which is the anus of Florida, the butt crack of Florida, the taint of Florida, or would you rather be where Indianapolis, Seattle? Who else a team that need the uh, quarterback? The Atlanta Falcons. Would you rather be just sit on the bench for a year while collecting the first round NFL paycheck? And learning your craft. Listen, I'm not way better, way more, and way better than you would at the University of Florida, which is, well, I say again, the taint of Florida, the butt crack of Florida. But Deron, listen, I'm not saying he didn't make the right choice for him, for himself. I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying how everybody's saying first round this, first round that. No, I only see two quarterbacks that I would. Feel comfortable taking in the first round as uh, Bryce Young and what's the kid from from Ohio State? Uh, CJ Stroud. Yeah, CJ Stroud. Those are the only two that I see that have a first that I would put a first round grade on. Now here, now this one we disagree. If I had a first round, if I had multiple first round picks and multiple second round picks. I can have the first 32 picks of the draft, and I still wouldn't pick Bryce Young. All right, what's knock on Bryce Young? That body ain't going to hold up in the NFL. It's if he go to a trash team, like if, you go, like if you go to Houston, Houston big knock is they offensive line is trash. Yeah. It's just like people, just like people was like, yo, trade Justin Fields and, uh, and draft Bryce Young. Did y'all not see – Justin Fields running for his life last year. Dude, it's it's the man damn near had a thousand yards rushing as a quarterback. And not because it was designed. Like most of those runs because right. <laughs> he had to. Like it, it was it was it, it's 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 crazy because it like, was it was it was survival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 crazy. It's like uh sometimes I sit back and I look at think about the quarterbacks that we label as busts and stuff, right? I think one that gets Unjustly labeled as a bust is Carr, the Houston who Houston drafted in the, the the first pick. Right, that team was trash. Not just him, the team was trash. 
the offensive line, it, it, he, he, he's not athletic. He didn't have the, the wheels that Fields had to survive. I'm not saying he was going to be a good quarterback, but it that that team was trash. Is in and, 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 and it's just like you said. If you are a like Bryce Young, who's undersized, going to a let's face it, who who, who picks first, uh, Houston, Chicago, but Chicago, Wait, no, 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 uh, somebody just oh Carolina uh, traded up. Yeah, yeah, Carolina. You got Houston. Um, in anyway, the the bottom line is that those teams that are picking in the the first five picks of the draft, or the first, it's a reason because they're the worst teams in the league. Like, that's, well, well, number five actually made the playoffs. But that's a, but they only got that because they they um they trade they trade it. So, but hey, no, go ahead because it's, it's a player that I I I. I'm officially on board with somebody else that we know. Ooh, Will Levis? Hey, you got you damn right. <laughs> 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 so you would draft Will hey. Levis in the first round? Yes. You would. Hey, dog. Did you see did you see the pro day? The pro day? No. It they you wanna know how they got me? How? Tall, semi athletic. White, big on. So, I am so. Hey, he puts, he was put, how people were big up at uh, AR 15 are. Yeah. Race aside, that's just a joke, y'all. But, uh, but like, st- all that stuff aside, if you look at the velocity and the way that he was, like, letting the uh, ball go, no, it wasn't even the deep throws. It was like the far, it was like the outs on far hands throws that impressed me more than anything. I'm like, hmm. He really do got a cannon. He he does. But you know what? You, you, you say Will Levis, but you know who actually threw the ball harder than Will Levis at the combine? The faster? I mean. Stetson. Old Stet. Man, y'all need to start putting a little bit of respect, more respect on Stetson Bennett's name. <laughs> like, put a little bit more respect on his name. Not a lot. Would, let me put it to you like this. Would... Would Georgia have won the national title if CJ two consecutive titles if uh, CJ Stroud was their quarterback? Uh, I think so. Yeah. If Will Levis was their quarterback, I don't know about Will Levis. If Anthony Richardson was their quarterback, nope. If Bryce Young was their quarterback, yes. I say all that to say they won with him, not because of him. So this is what I'm saying, right? Is that throughout those two years, right? He made some plays. Like people, you, you got at like he was Buck Baloo and just passing the throw, just handing the ball off to Herschel Walker, or that he was um, Ken Dorsey. You know, like look, go back and look at the throw that won y'all the title, the, that first time. That pass was underthrown, should have been picked off, and was a great adjustment by the wide receiver. Hey, somebody got to throw it, right? <laughs> I know that you. I know that you, man. No, but look, what I'm saying is this: He's made some big throws. He's made some big plays with his legs. He did what you want your quarterback to do, and that's not lose you the game. And on more often than not, I watch Will Levis, 
and I watched uh, Anthony Richardson lose the game for his team. Whether it, it, Nate, and mainly Nate, by, Nate, by by throwing Nate, the ball to the other team. So name any name any wide receiver that them two teams had. Because I can tell you this, Florida lost the Florida State game last year. It wasn't because of Anthony Richardson. Oh, was it a great uh, adjustment by uh, Mike Norvell? It wasn't even an adjustment by Mike Norville. It's like I said when Florida State lost to North Carolina once they won two. I think it was two years ago. Florida State didn't beat North Carolina. North Carolina just ran out of time on the clock. That's all it was. But you know what? So this is I say all of that really just to say this. I think Anthony Richardson is a tremendous talent. I just think he needs a little bit more seasoning. Now, is he going to be able to, like you said, is he going to be able to get that in the NFL? Who knows? Uh, Will Levis is, Will Levis, I would probably take before Anthony Richardson. Um, but if I look at this year's draft, Anthony Richardson is the fourth quarterback that should be taken. I don't think that's, I don't think that's an indictment upon him. I just think that he needs to, to go to a team that's going to be able to develop them. I wouldn't. Well, not. Quick, quick question. Uh, would you would you have taken Will Levis before Kenny Pickett? Oh, they about the same to me. No, I like Kenny Pickett Ooh. a little. I like Kenny Pickett better. Kenny Pickett from Pitt, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. Pickett better. I like Pickett better. Oh no! And Kenny Pickett was a first round quarterback, and we seen what that looked like. And he got, and he had Kenny Pickett couldn't beat out Mitchell Trubisky in camp. Look, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky, um, who I famously said was that that is Latin for bust. Um, Mom, yeah. Mom, his his entire draft highlight tape was against that Florida State team. He put up an ungodly amount of yards over there. It was against nobody else was on his highlight tape, and they still had they still and North Carolina still needed a field goal to beat that sorry Florida State team. But look, <laughs> like I, I remember watching Mitch Trubisky because uh, he came out in what, 17, 16, 16, right? 16. Yeah. Mm. No, he came out in seven. 17 was the draft year because 16 was Kirby's first year. And I was like, everybody was talking about, um, you know, how good he was. And I watched the, the tape and look, I was just like, uh, nah, this ain't him. But then they you know, Chicago drafted him, and granted, he went to a, a team drafted a, a team traded up to draft him over Patrick Mahomes. But you know what? The same thing. It was the same thing with uh, what's the dude name? Uh, the Jacksonville drafted. Uh, they, Trevor Lawrence. Not oh, Trevor. You talking about Blake Gabbert? Uh, Blaine Gabbert, Blake Bortles. Um, it's a host of them. Oh, Blake Bortles, not Blake. I'm young. One of the greatest tracks, one of the greatest, like, yeah, you don't need to be on TV no more. Uh, Spots I've ever seen was uh, Todd McShay came on ESPN and said that it's a real debate in NFL circles whether you take Blake Bork, Blaine Gabbard, or Cam Newton, who had just won the Heisman as a one man army ball. Man, <laughs> it was, <laughs> I was like, I said whoever takes picks is guy getting fired. He's not going to be there in two years. Um, but who else, who else you had? Uh, Man, Paxton Lynch. Speaking of 
speaking, yo, speaking of this, speaking of the devil, I bring the de- name of the devil up. With his resume and your Georgia bias to the side, is Cam Newton the NFL Hall of Fame? Um, yes. Yes, he's he's in the. I, I think he's a Hall of Fame, um, but I don't think he's a first ballot. Probably second or third ballot. But um, is Cam is Cam better than thirty two quarterbacks in the league as he self proclaimed? Oh, uh, not anymore. Not not the last Cam. Uh, the last three years of Cam Newton that we saw. No, I can't say that he is. Not now. But then again, he you know, he's had time off from the game. He might be healthy. He might be full if he's fully healthy, yes. Yes, he I think Cam Newton can give you two more years if he's fully healthy. You know, um now As what, a tight end? No, as a quarterback. As as a quarterback, I think Cam Newton can give you didn't but didn't uh Detroit uh sign him? Uh, did they? I'm not sure. I thought I saw some. I thought I thought I saw something that said you know, uh, Cam, Cam signed with Detroit, or they reached out to him. I don't know, but um, Cam Newton could 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 potentially give you two good years if he's fully healthy right now. You say Cam Newton is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Cam Newton does not have 200 yards, 200 TD passes. Where he is, damn. You know what? Cam should have been out the league. Cam should have been out the league a whole lot earlier than he was. He was taking sacks at the rate that David Carr was taking sacks. So this, this, this is what I said about Cam. And let me, let me retract my statement because Randall Cunningham's not in the Hall of Fame. And Randall Cunningham revolutionized the game. Like, revolutionized. Randall Cunningham should be in the Hall of Fame. But he's not in the Hall of Fame. Like, if you think about what he did, you know, in Philly. And then he got hurt. And then he comes back for another three years in Minnesota and puts up ridiculous numbers. Granted, he had Randy Mawson, uh... Anthony Carter, but still Chris Carter. Chris Carter, yeah. But instead to do it at that advanced age, like nah, if if Randall Cunningham isn't in the league, isn't in the in the hall, then I don't think Cam Newton, if it all ends today, should be in. Um the same it is the same sentiment I have with Michael Vick. Like Michael Vick is not a Hall of Fame quarterback. These are all good quarterbacks, but not quite Hall of Fame. Cam Newton only made it past the first round of the quarter, the opening weekend of the playoffs twice in a four-year career, one Super Bowl appearance, 10 touchdowns, seven picks. He, he basically had, well, because this is the same argument I made that like when people like Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame, I'm like, eh, not really. Nah, I don't think he's, I don't think Eli's a Hall of Fame, but he's going to get in. <laughs> you know, that, like, Eli, Eli Manning only made it past the first round of the week of the playoffs twice in his career, and it just so happened that them two times culminated with like a Super Bowl, a, um, a, a Super Bowl win that nobody saw him coming, beating the Patriots both times. I might have, yeah, 
Yeah, and I think that's like like I said, he's gonna get in, but that's the reason why. You know, because um, if you look at his numbers, they're pretty pedestrian. They are they are pretty average. His numbers are average. Who that Eli? Yeah, might be below. Nah, Eli got Eli got longevity numbers, dog. Eli, I think Eli got over fifty thousand yards passing. Yeah, but like you said, but like but if you look at like the touchdown to interception ratio, the um, like he never led the league in passing. He never led the league in touchdowns, but he did lead the league in interceptions and sacks um, <laughs> at certain points in his career. So it's, like I say, he's going to get in. However, I don't see Eli as being, I put it to you like this, never once did you have the conversation of saying Eli Manning was an elite quarterback. You never once said that. Yeah. Eli led the league in interceptions three times. He also all, almost threw 30 interceptions. <laughs> he almost threw 30 interceptions in one season, which is funny to me how that worked because his brother almost threw 30 interceptions. I want to say his second year in the league. Yeah. Uh, Jameis threw 30 touchdown passes and 30 interceptions, and he barely signed a one-year contract. Yeah, it's uh... – <laughs> Like it's it's crazy because like I, I like Jameis Winston, I really do. Um, you know he got the LASIK done and he he's, he he seemed to be a lot better. And then he got hurt. He blew out his knee. You know. Um, thanks, thanks, Devin White. Dirty is hitting the game. Yeah, uh, which is kind of crazy because like you remember um, Dante Culpepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Culpepper was on his way, then he blew out his knee. You know. Yeah. Um, which is. Like it's crazy when you when you when you think about it. In fact, uh, what was the guy's name? Um, the running back from Kansas City. I want to say he took over for Priest Holmes. Holmes. No, he took over for Priest Holmes. Oh, Larry Johnson, he went crazy. No, not Larry Johnson. He was fast. This yeah. guy, no, no, no. Larry, oh, you talking about Jamal Charles? Jamal Charles, yeah. Like he got, he was uh, that, that, that dude was on his way, like. It's just uh, unfortunate, uh, unfortunate injuries. Like that like NFL stands. Jamal, for, go ahead. Not just saying the NFL stands for not for long for a reason. So Jamal Charles has an interesting story. For one, I want to say Jamal. Well, Jamal Charles is thirty six years old. Yeah. I want to say his career rushing average is higher than Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Adrian Peterson. I think his career. I think his career yards per carry is like 6.2 or something like that. Yeah. So basically, you give him about two times as a first down. <laughs> but that still is not the most interesting in Jamal Charles' fact. The most interesting, don't laugh when I tell you this, but I'm looking at your face now. The most interesting Jamal Charles' fact is, while in high school, as a All-State running back, Jamal Charles ran 100 meters in the Special Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, wait. Why is he competing in the Special Olympics? I think he. I think it was because he had a learning disability or something like that. He had. A, he had a learning disability or something that would have had him on B wing. Okay. But still, Jamal, Jamal Charles so good that he was the four string running back on the Texas team that won the national title. <laughs> yeah, but I'm. Still trying to think like, okay, they were cooking the books. Like, 
They definitely will cook. Think about how unfair that race was. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, he. I'm pretty sure he probably ran like an eleven three, easy jogging, and was um, yeah. And the second place time was probably like a twelve <laughs> or thirteen. I'm pretty. It was like Tyreek. It was like Tyreek Hill against the uh, dudes in that Masters right? <laughs> Man, that's that is. Yeah. A, yeah, the dude out there running with pants on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was that was not a fair race. Not a fair race, man. Like, um, like I, I always tell people, like, you know, like when we were coming up, like we would hear about certain people, right? And I still remember hearing Champ Bailey, um, hearing about Champ Bailey, and then sitting watching this dude almost jump out the triple box. I, 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 do the triple jump and I'm going to jump out the box. Do the long jump, I'm going to jump out the box. Running 200 meters and feeling like, well, dang, he finished 10 seconds before I did. Like, this dude was athletically on another level. Jamal Charles athletically is on another level. I'm pretty sure he could have won. Um, <laughs> he could have qualified for the Olympics, for the under 18. Um what is it under twenty? Men under twenty, whatever it is. That I'm pretty sure equal. Can you can you imagine? You know what? I'm not even gonna say that. I <laughs> <laughs> I tell him once we stop recording. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, wow, Jamal Charles is. I'm have to Google that. Jamal Charles Special Olympics. That is. Uh, that 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 reminds me of the episode of South Park when Cartman entered the Special Olympics thinking he was going to win. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that episode is hilarious. I'm not even going to go into it uh, because it's it could be. <laughs> it's it's, Bro, it's great. I, I seen some videos uh, like uh, recent like South Park episodes. It's, a, it's amazing that that, show, that cartoon is still allowed to be a thing in 2023. With the way that everything else gets handled and perceived in the uh, in the uh, in like the natural in the in the national spotlight, like they just had like a Andrew Tate episode. <laughs> Man, you know what's crazy? I don't even know who Andrew Tate is. Should I know who Andrew he's Tate a, is? He a, he a, he a, he a, some incel like weirdo. Like he, he like he wanted them whole like I'm an alpha male and this is what oh. I do. To, this is how I get women and this is how you should treat women. If you're an alpha male, you shouldn't have to ask a woman to make you a sandwich. It should be ready when you get home. Okay. Like, he one of them type of dudes. Gotcha. Okay. I, I'm like, who is Andrew Tate? I hear the name all the time. Never uh, thought to look him up. I'm like, okay. Well, somebody. Yeah. yeah well, he on house arrest now. He locked up in uh, Romania for uh, human trafficking. Oh, well. Alpha male? Alpha males. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's. <laughs> I guess that's what it gets you. Uh, you know, but it's 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 uh, <laughs> speaking of, nah, man, I don't even want to say human trafficking, but um, speaking of which, Tyrese made a claim oh, yeah. on the R and B Money podcast, and he said, "Hey, Robert Kelly is the greatest R and B singer of all time," and he's right; he might be right. Um. But it's just still kind of hard to separate the the man from the art for some people. Um, 
Because I can't even lie, the aura, that double CD, man, that thing still it still ride to this day. Um But yeah. Also, um uh, I thought you were talking when you talked about Tyrese, I thought you were gonna talk about that diatribe he went on about uh peeking out his window when his uh daughter was getting dropped off. No. And his wife uh not coming in the house. No. Uh, I didn't even know that that, that, that happened. Sway, Sway looked so confused. Like, how did we get it? <laughs> it, was like, it, don't, it don't help that it was a vote. It was a uh, audio medium that they was on the radio and everything. And Tyrese got up to illustrate to the people that were listening at home how he was looking out the window when his ex-wife was dropping out their baby. Wow. <laughs> I've I seen the video. Man, it, it, it ain't it, hilarious. It ain't hilarious because I mean, if you if you a father and you not living in a house with your child, I'm pretty sure depending on what your relationship is with the mother, we've all experienced it. But his way of illustrating it was hilarious. <laughs> Man, I, this 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 is what I'm gonna say. So so the, anybody's out there that's that has kids and you're not with the. With, with the kid's mother, right? I'm going to tell you this right now. And it's going to make it a whole lot easier for you. And it might be the... Might sound harsh. But I'm going to tell you right now. Get out of your feelings. Get all the way out your feelings and focus on your child. Because when you stay in your feelings, you're just going to um, hurt the child. Regardless if she's in her right. feelings. You... Because you can't control what nobody else do. And the same thing with the mothers too. Get out your feelings and focus on the child. You let the mom be a mom, and mothers let the dad be a dad. Give them every opportunity. Don't, don't use your child as a bargaining chip. That part. That part. Like it, it's it's funny to me. Like when people say, uh, "Oh, you pay child support?" Man, I be they be so upset when they get put on child support. Listen, child support is just a. It just takes out the. It's, it's a middleman, but. It's your accountability. It's your proof that, hey, I'm taking care of my child. I, I pay my child support every month. Now, just because you pay child support, that doesn't mean that it's, it's, it stops there. Like, you got to still, hey, I'm giving you seven, dollars $800, whatever it is you pay. But you still need to be able to tend to your kids' needs. Because they're gonna come, things are going to come up to where, oh, they, grow, they got a growth spurt. <laughs> and... <laughs> I will tell you this as somebody that is uh, in that price range that he just made for child support. Uh, yeah, if you have to pay that much in child support, you might as well dip into your little account and get some parental rights. Cause just because you're paying child support, don't mean you, you get visitation. And if it's something like a, a medical emergency, say it's something like the COVID vaccine. Then you, uh, your child is being withheld from school because the mother refuses to get the COVID vaccine. You can, if you have some parental rights, you can actually challenge her keeping that child out of school. Without her, you ain't got a leg to stand on. And, and, and in fact, just the, the, the echo that the child support, if you, if, if you're not going to be with a matter of fact, even if you are with the mother of the child, get you a lawyer. Go ahead, save two thousand two grand. Go drop it off to a lawyer. Set up your visitation rights because if things get turned sour, then guess what you always got? Your visitation rights. 
Yeah, yeah, legal document. And so, matter of fact, I'll give you some. I'll give you some in the grand advice. If you gonna get, if you not with the money, you gonna give them money to take care of the kids. They go ahead and put yourself on paper. I seen this when I went to the child support mm-hmm. office at Decatur. Dude, what? Dog, I think I told you about that. Dude walked in with two garbage bags. I'm talking about industrial garbage bags full of receipts of stuff that he bought. And instead of when the mom would ask for money, dude would just go get her a uh, money order from Western Union. And dude had all of this stuff in his two garbage bags. And when we went before the judge, the judge told that dude, that ain't nothing but a gift. I don't know why you brought all those receipts in. Exactly. Exactly. So, listen. I've never seen the Bone Thugs see you. I've never seen the Bone Thugs Crossroads video in person until (laughs) I seen that judge. And it's like the the ghost, the, the, uh, the spirit of death. Touched him and his eyeballs went black and his soul levitated out of his butt. Yeah, I mean, like, does it suck? Yeah, because you you see that money going out to check. But after a while, you you don't miss it, you know. But right. it's it's uh, I, I would just tell you it, it'll make your life a lot easier. People don't think that, but it does make your life a lot easier. And when you go pick up your child, you know, you should be able to say, hey, what what does does she need anything? You know X, Y, and Z, and the mom might tell you no, but just just based off of you know they got the pride that they have. But if you go pick up your child and you notice um, the shoes might be a little too tight or the jacket I got too small or whatnot, just go ahead and buy them yourself. And that's yep, go, go, ahead. go ahead and buy it now because trust me, I'm going through it now. It will come a time in, that will come a time in your uh, child's life and your life. Where they are a teenager, and it will be a hundred degrees outside, and they will be wearing a hoodie. A hoodie. It ain't nothing you can tell them about. You can't. <laughs> that, 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 that's their personality, and they fashion sense at thirteen. Man, it's 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 <laughs> that's that's what it is. Um, so speaking of kids, so we took train to see uh, Shazam too. Uh, if you like the first Shazam, yeah. So the first Shazam was good. You know, it, it was a good movie. Um, more kitty, you know, teenage, teenagers, but it was a good movie. Uh, it picks up where that one left off, pretty much. But what it made it better is if The Rock wouldn't have killed it. If The if the Rock wouldn't have killed it, and I know, Deron, you said you could have saved me some time, but it's just like I mentioned in, in the review video for Black Adam. It has to... DC's problem is that they don't have a cohesive storyline. What made Marvel so good is that if you you saw Iron Man, then they left a nugget that made you have to go see The Incredible Hulk, and then Incredible Hulk left a nugget where you had to go see Captain America, and down the line, whatever, and then it culminates in the big Avengers movie 15 years later. DC is not doing that. They haven't done it. They had a chance to do it, but The Rock ruined it. Now, with that, all that being said, my question to you is: Did you see the Blue Beetle trailer? Uh huh. It looks good, man. I can't even sit here in front. It looks good. It looks really good. You want to? You want to know what trailer looked good? What's that? You know how you were talking about separating art from the artist? Yeah. Flash. That Ezra Miller. That hell yeah. Flashpoint. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, troublesome like Tupac in 96. Yeah. Trailer is hot fire, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I think it's 
All right, so this is what I'm hoping it does. I'm hoping that it just re reboots. That, that's what the Crisis on Infinite Earths do and Flashpoint does. It reboots the, the storyline. And with James Gunn coming in, I think Flashpoint's going to serve that purpose, reboot it. And then maybe, maybe um, James Gunn can learn from Kevin Feige to build a cohesive universe where everything... Not a figure of a Marvel Studios. Ain't no way in the world that's going to happen. No, no, I'm just saying, like, take that same model that Marvel had. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Marvel is falling off, but DC has some good products, some good movies coming down from uh, Flashpoint to Bl and Blue Beetle. Those two movies are going to be really good. My thing, and I think, and I said it. I think I said it to you on here, and I think like offline too. Leave that kitty stuff out the Marvel. Like this, this phase of Marvel might be the most. Dis like they can try to, they can try to tie tie loose ends once they get tw uh, towards like what the Kang Dynasty or whatever. But like for right now, none of this stuff is making any sense. Like it's all like plot holes, like. It's, it's kind of like the first time I watched Ultron. Not like everybody don't know how to get out the internet. I'm like, <laughs> like this don't make no sense to me. And Ultron, I mean, Ultron. The only thing that Ultron really played a factor in was Vision, Green Vision. Yeah. Like, bro, y'all could have skipped this whole like whole saga right here and just came up with a saga flick. Yeah. Uh, a saga flick, but a uh, Vision flick. Yeah. Exactly. But I've been saying it. DC needs to give up, made PG-13, R-rated superhero, not even superhero movie. Go straight for the villains. I want to see a proper Dr. Hugo Strain. I want to see a, hell, you can give me Egghead if you want to. Just give me these villain origin stories. Yeah. And the heroes can naturally come into it. We don't need, we don't need to see how uh, Green Lantern became Green Lantern. Everybody know the coming. Everybody know Martha. How many times Martha got to die for us to get a reboot? Exactly, exactly. Um, how many times <laughs> Clark Kent got to get sent to Earth? We know how that how it happened, right. you know. Um, and I agree with you. Now, I I did like Peacemaker, who was a villain type semi hero hero. I did like his show that's on HBO. Um, Bro, I don't even yeah. I don't even think they started making. Uh, I don't even think they started doing season two. I wish. I hope they do. I really do. Yeah, hope it they can, do. Like, like, just because it's a DC property, I, this is the other thing, and I think this is what it, this, uh, the, the problem with with me watching Marvel films now. Just because it's a property owned by that comic studio, don't mean it need to be in the movie in the in the, in the movie verse. Yeah, that's true. Like. Like, like, think about it. Think now that they own the property again. Imagine Disney making a proper Punisher movie or TV show. It ain't gonna be nothing like the one we saw on Netflix. No, it's not. It's not. Um, the only thing I was excited about DC, uh, what Marvel, uh, Disney grabbing Marvel was the X Men. It seems they could actually tell a good X Men story. Like that's and what they I, got a whole bunch of good stories to tell from them too. A lot of them, and you don't even have to deviate. You can pull it straight from the comic book. The X Men, those X Men stories are that good, and I don't know. We we just if, 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 
if people don't if people don't know the history of X Men, X Men basically spoke on the whole part of the social issues, like Magneto versus Professor X, basically Mark yeah and you know you were breaking up but uh what you said martin versus malcolm magneto well professor x as martin magneto as malcolm so disney probably won't touch it they probably won't touch it um they're right they'll, they'll sanitize it yeah but oh, did you hear about uh, did you hear about uh, Captain the Marvels? Yeah, I'm not really interested in it. About uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about how um, Brie Larson is doing exactly what the nerd said she was gonna do and be a problem on the set. Huh? <laughs> not surprising. They called it. Yeah. Not not yep. not surprising. So we got we got uh three minutes left. Quick question. I recently revisited a. An album that I didn't know I needed to revisit, and that was um, oh man, what's going on? Wow, Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? And it made me, it kind of made me kind of go down the rabbit hole a little bit, and and somehow I ended up at New Edition, <laughs> right? I don't know how, but I ended up at New Edition. And then I realized something is that I, I started going through my playlist and I realized that I don't have, there are no male R&B singers today. You do, but they whack. I mean, people love Lucky Day. I don't understand the, the love that they got for that. Don't like who? I don't, it just ain't the dude Lucky Day. I have no like, idea. It's just not for me because I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't know who Lucky Day is. I have no idea who that is. Hell, I, I thought Tory, I thought Tory Lanez was an R and B dude when he first came out. I didn't oh. know he was a rapper. <laughs> that just so happened to sing. Yeah, I think the only one we got is Jacquees. That might be the only one. And Chris Brown. True, man. But, but I don't know. So anyway, yeah, what, what, what's your throwback of the week? Um, I will stick to uh, Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Uh, yeah. Mm-mm. Marvin Gaye, uh, let's get it on. That that's a good one too. With, 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 with possibly, I think I put this. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I play my I play my vinyl, but I I try to like give a little backstory, a little history lesson or whatever on what I'm playing. And I don't, I'm not BSing when I say this. The B side of Marvin Gaye's albums are better than legitimately some of your favorite artists' entire discography. Like legit better than all of them, and I was—I still say "Let's Get It On" is the best album of '73, and that's with—that's with a classic Stevie album that came out that year and won a Grammy. Okay, I got—I got a question for you, right? Um, we leave R&B because we got 40 seconds left. Pink Floyd, "Dark Side of the Moon," is it worth second greatest album of all time? Tell me why in 10 seconds. Oh. It's an album that you can put on and you can lose time. You can lose space and you can lose yourself in space and time. Like you, when it ends, you're like, "Oh, that's it," and then you're running it back. It's that great, though. <laughs> I, I, I like the album. I, I really do. Um, but I just had to put that out there. Um, so listen, we got 20 seconds left, and like hours going by just like that. 
Uh, Lions comes out with their schedule today. Uh, ten and zero. We're going to state. Um, other than that, I got nothing else. What you got for them? Go Vikings. Go Vikings, man. The Bears always wins. Movement Lifestyle Podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Peace.